0: I just felt led to pray for those gardens and vegetables. You know why? The Bible says the household of Obed-Edom was blessed because the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, was kept in his house for three months. Now, Obed-Edom was not a technology person. He was not, uh, uh, he, he was not an engineer. He was not living in the cities, in the apartments. He was living in an agrarian, rural context. And that means everything he had, his, his dogs, his cats, his, his cows, his sheep, his chicken were blessed. So just believe, just believe that your kitchen garden is blessed. Your, your cats, maybe not cats, all right? Maybe cats are giving a nuisance to you. But your chickens, that they are blessed. Your, 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 your pig is blessed so that it grows fatter in this season. And God can use all of those means to provide for you. Just believe your, your potatoes and your tomatoes are blessed and it's going to produce more. Your corn is blessed in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when God blesses you, please send me some corn too. Alright? Okay. Glory to God. We're going to go straight into the Word of God. Jeremiah chapter 17. And today, I'm just going to share from this portion of Scripture. This is not really a teaching, more like a preaching and inspiration, but I just was impressed in my heart to share this with you, and I hope it blesses you wherever you are. Right now, with the pandemic all around the world increasing, and even here in Auckland, I can feel a sense of pall and gloom in the hearts of the people. And there are not only the issue of the virus, but all the connected issues that are really affecting and causing people to be suffering in such times. The economic crisis, um, the, the distancing from the ones that we love, the mental and emotional well-being, um, increase of... Depression, suicides, and also people, normal people, unable to uh, go to hospitals or even to clinics to be able to get their other needs met. And it's causing untold suffering for everyone all over the world. Now, what the Lord spoke to my heart is this. In such times, it is so important that we learn to trust in the Lord. So today's message is a message of hoping and trusting in the Lord. Trust trusting in the lord and this is really bringing our hearts and minds into alignment alignment with the word alignment into kingdom living kingdom living is this we live by trusting in the lord whereas the way of the world is to trust in their flesh to trust in their own strength let's begin from verse 5. thus says the lord cursed is the man who trusts in men. The word trust means to rely upon. It means to lean on. It means to completely depend on something or somebody. To trust. See, when you go into a car and you switch on the ignition and you put your feet on the accelerator and you drive away, you are trusting in that car. You are trusting in that company. Trust is something that we do every day, even without thinking. But why is it so difficult for people to simply trust in the Lord? See, trusting is not a difficult thing to do. When you realize how you can put your trust in God and in His Word. Every day we are trusting products that we buy. The phone that you use, without question, you pay the money and you buy it because you trust the brand name. You trust the company that it produces good products. To trust means to rely upon, to depend upon. So in such times, God wants us to trust in Him, to trust in Jesus, to trust in His promises, to trust in His Word. Rely upon To completely depend upon. The Bible says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. So there is no blessing when you trust in man. In man. The totality of man. His wisdom, his intelligence, his abilities, his power. Whatever man can do, God says, cannot be completely dependent upon. And makes flesh... His strength. How do I trust in man? To trust in men is to make flesh his strength. To make flesh his strength. Now, what is the flesh? The flesh in the Bible is not referring to your flesh. But the flesh is really referring to a way of living wherein the soul of man and the flesh of man has gained ascendancy over the spirit. Now, we know the Bible says God has created man as spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of Christ. So the whole man is the spirit, soul, and the body. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says that the Word of God is living and powerful. And it makes a division between the soul and the spirit and of joints and marrows so again spirit soul and body it is very clear man has three parts spirit soul and body man has an internal being who is the spirit who has a soul and he lives in an outward form called the body now the way god created man is this to live in the spirit By the Spirit, to walk by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit. That means the Spirit of man, the role of the Spirit of man is to be God conscious, to connect with God. Because God is a Spirit. The only part of your being that can connect with God is your Spirit man. God created Adam with a Spirit. And the Spirit is meant to be God conscious. So worship, faith. Believing in the truth, revelation, prayer, all of that comes from the spirit. The soul is the part which is self-conscious, conscious of the ego. Your personality, your will, your emotions, your affections, all of that is in the soul. And then your body is where your physical senses of taste, touch, smell, hearing, all of that reside in the soul, in the body. The body makes you physical world conscious, your soul makes you self-conscious, and your spirit makes you God-conscious. That is the place where you follow God, where you are able to hear from God. God created man to be spirit-led, to be spirit-ruled to live in the Spirit by being vitally connected to God in a relationship wherein you are born again, you have the life of God in you, and you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and to control your life through your human spirit, controlling your soul and your flesh. However, when the Bible says the flesh, you're trusting in your flesh, it means this when your soul and your body has gained control over the man and the spirit man has been quenched and the spirit is neglected that part of faith obedience consciousness of God it is neglected and when the soul of man your intellect your reasoning your ego, your selfishness, your self-determination, your self-centeredness, influenced by what it sees, what it feels, the information from the world through the five senses, when that is controlling the man, that is called the flesh. So when you trust in your flesh, your own reasoning, your own thoughts, your own intelligence, your own intellect, that means a man can be very educated but be fleshly. A man can be very polished, well-mannered, and still be fleshly. This is the the kind of man that the Bible says is the mocker, the mocker of God, who sits by the wayside mocking people of God. This is the one that the Bible says are children of wrath. This man is the man who trusts in the arm of the flesh, trusts in the abilities of man. The Bible says this man is cursed. And to be cursed means to be having no blessing, to have no life, to have no wisdom from God, to have no direction from God. So what I'm saying is this. In such times, do not trust in your flesh. Do not trust in yourself. Do not trust in what you think you can do to preserve, protect, and to promote yourself in such times. Do not trust in your own wisdom. You see, this pandemic exposed the inability, the frailty, the weaknesses of mankind. Governments with all the power and all the resources are failing. In a sense, yes, we are imperfect. We know that they are doing as best as they can, but they are failing. I mean, um, doctors are unable to really tell us what exactly is happening. At best, they can try to contain the situation. Economists are making predictions, but they are failing. See, this has exposed the frailty of mankind and man's institutions. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And so the God is saying, do not trust in all these uncertainties. Listen, the purpose of the shaking is to reveal Christ, who is the desire of all nations, the Christ is the doctor, he has all the answers. Christ is the prime minister who can solve all the problems on the earth. Christ is the leader whose every decision is perfect. So we must ask for Christ in such times. We must see Christ in such times. Cursed is the man who trusts in man for his own salvation. For there is no salvation in mankind in his works in his piety in his self-denial there is no salvation in yourself when you are in a time of crisis you're worried about your future your education your business and you're trying to do things to help yourself but you can't sleep well at night you are in anxiety for the future you are in depression So you may be thinking every night, hours, how can I help myself? What can I do to override the situation? And yet you can be full of strife, full of fear, full of panic within that you are not sleeping well. Why? Because you are trusting in yourself. There is no life in yourself. There is no peace in yourself. There is no confidence in yourself. There is no comfort in yourself. The Bible says this, he shall be like a shrub in the desert. I've been to the desert a couple of times. Let me tell you this. Nothing grows in the desert except small bushes, shrubs. What's a shrub? shrub is a, like a bush, a small plant. It doesn't grow beyond your knees or your thighs. Small, dry, tawny shrubs. What the Bible is saying is this. When you trust in yourself, you don't grow. You're not healthy. You're not strong. You see, in the Bible, spiritual life that is vibrant, growing into God, is very often likened to a tree that is fruitful, planted by the rivers of living water, the, the cedars of Lebanon, strong, tall, glorious, luxuriant. That is a type of life, abundant life that God wants every Christian to have. But even if you are born again, this is not only for sinners. You may be born again because this was written to the Israelites, the people living in Judah, through Jeremiah the prophet. During the time of trials and difficulty that they were in, they were believers of God, but they were trusting in Egypt. They were trusting in Syria. They were trusting in everything else except God. So when you trust in everything else except God, even as a believer. Nominal, whatever you may call yourself. You shall be like a shrub in the desert. Brown, dry, short. Not only that, the Bible says, You shall not see when good comes. That means your heart is so filled with the worries and anxieties of the world that even when the blessings of God are coming, and even when the Word says good days are coming, the church will arise and shine. There's revival coming on the earth. I mean, the Bible says good days are coming. The Bible says God is good when things are bad. In times of pandemic, God is still good. His favor is still upon our lives. But if you are trusting in yourself, you cannot see it. Because your heart is filled with yourself, not God. When you are pure in heart, you shall see God. Hallelujah. Shall not see when good comes. You will not see the grace of God, the faithfulness of God in such times. All you see is fear. All you see is darkness. All you see is negativity. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. Inhabit the parched places. The parched means the sun was too hot that it began to dry up. In the wilderness. That means you're feeling dry. There's no hope. There's no joy. There's, there is no peace. You're feeling dry. It's like you are in a dry place, in a dry land. There is no satisfaction anywhere, any place. Maybe you're making phone calls with friends all over the world, but your heart is empty. You're dry. You're watching movies every night, but you are not able to find peace and satisfaction. You're living in a parched place in the wilderness. Parched, dry. Not only that, in a salt land which is not inhabited. I've never been to a salt land, but I've seen pictures of it. And I tell you, nothing grows in the salt land. Nothing. Nada. Ikunai. Kuch Nehi. Nothing grows in the salt land. In fact, in the Bible, the, you know, there are instances where uh, God instructs people to put salt on the land of the people that they conquer. So when the salt is put on the land, that land is destroyed. So it's a place where there is no growth at all. No fruitfulness. So when you trust in yourself, Trust in your own abilities. When you live by the flesh, by the flesh, by your own pride, by your selfishness, by your self-desires, your self-ambition. When you lift up your pride, whatever you want to do, your self-desires, When you live by that, the Bible says you are like a shrub in the desert. You will not see when good comes. You will inhabit the past places. Your life will be dry and nothing will be coming out of your life. And that is why divine alignment is so important. How many of you want your life to be like that? How many of you want your future to be like that? Cursed is the man. That means even though you have a calling and you have a purpose on your life, it is not coming out. It is not bearing fruit. It's not manifesting. You see, the blessing of God covers so many different aspects of our life. Our calling, our purpose, our gifts, our finances, our health, our relationships, and so on. It's the wholeness, the peace, the shalom of God that we see in the blessing. Now, the curse is the opposite of the blessing. That means if you are cursed, you're trusting in yourself, you're gifted, you're smart, you're intelligent, you may be looking good, but let me tell you this, your life will produce nothing, there will be no meaning, no satisfaction, and you will not find joy anywhere. And when people look at your life, it will be like a garment with holes. So align to God right now. Make a decision. I'm going to live my life believing every word that is there in the word of God. I'm going to align my thoughts. I'm going to think. My thoughts, let it be like the mind of Christ. I'm going to think what the Bible says. I'm going to say what the Bible says. And I'm going to act according to how the Bible wants me to act. And I'm going to live my life in the purposes of God which are eternal. And I'm going to align myself to the kingdom of God. When you do that, verse 7, turn in your Bibles to verse 7. The Bible says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. The word here is the Hebrew word barak, which means an endowment of favor. There is a literal blessing that God releases upon this man. Just as he spoke to Adam and Eve and said, blessed. Blessed is Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply the word that God spoke over them, release blessing upon them. So if you will trust in the Lord, if you will rely upon the Lord, if you will lean onto the Lord and into His word, if you will completely depend on God, on Jesus, on the word alone, not what you see, not what you hear, not what you feel, not what your intellect or your reasoning tells you, not the opinions of people and media, but if you will trust in the Lord. The Bible says this man is blessed. Blessed. Hallelujah. And whose hope is in the Lord. One of the best ways to see a person is trusting in God is to see hope in his life. Hope. Hope. A confident expectation of good. Hope. In the midst of this darkness and gloom, what we need right now is hope. Hope. Hope means I am seeing ahead into the future and I'm expecting. Expecting good things. I am expecting revival. I am expecting restoration. I am expecting the seeds that I have sown to bring forth the harvest in my life. I am expecting health, not sickness. I am expecting life, not death. I am expecting long life. I am expecting to live beyond 80 and 90. I am expecting everything that I have put my hands to, to prosper. I am expecting my children to be strong and to have grandchildren. I am expecting... Because that's what the Bible says, put your hope in the Lord. Not because I am great, not because I've covered all bases, not because I have put everything in every place in the right place, and I am a perfect man, my wisdom is immeasurable. No, my hope is in the Lord, in His grace. But pastor, you don't deserve it. Absolutely, I don't deserve it and that's why I'm so confident. Because my confidence is in His grace, not in myself. If my strength is in myself, I have no grounds for hope. But if my confidence is in Jesus and in His grace and in His unconditional love, not on my righteousness, but on His righteousness, let me tell you this. I have basis, confidence for hope because I am not qualified. One of the best places to be in is to realize I am not qualified and that is why I will get it because it is all by grace. By grace, we are saved through faith and salvation is continually being outworked in our life even today. If you are sick in your body today, God is saving you. If you are having financial issues, God is saving you. His grace continues to bring salvation sozo in our life If you will put your hope in the Lord, What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation of good. Hope is not, oh, okay, another seven days lockdown. What am I going to do? Ah, I don't like this. No, that's not hope. Hope is getting up in the morning with enthusiasm. Lifting up your hands and saying, praise the Lord. This day is going to be good. I don't know what I see. I don't know what is going to come. But I know this day is going to be good. This month is going to be good. This year is going to be good. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to grumble. Don't complain. Don't grumble. These are killers of hope. Viruses that steal hope. Hope is enthusiasm for the future. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm excited about next week. I'm excited about September. I'm excited about 2021. Hallelujah. I'm excited despite what I see around the world. The rise of liberalism. The rise of immorality. The rise of darkness. I am excited. Why? Because Jesus is on the throne. His power has not reigned. He is is faithful to His word. And we, when we believe in Him, His grace is still upon us. When darkness was on Egypt, light was in Goshen. We are in Goshen. We are not living in Egypt. We are the people of God. So hope in the Lord. Have A strong enthusiasm for your future. Not based on anything that you hear from the news, what you see with your eyes, opinions, but just because you see Jesus. You see Jesus. Jesus is enough. You don't even need to have a prophecy. You don't even need to have a vision. If you see Jesus, it's enough. Jesus is with you. He's in your future. He will not leave you. It's enough. If you have the Son, you have life. John chapter 4. If you have the Son, I'm sorry, chapter 5, you have life. If you have Jesus, you have life. If you have Jesus, you have hope. If you have Jesus, you have faith. If you have Jesus, you have life. There is no death in life. There is no depression in life. There is no hopelessness in this life. It is the life of God. It is a life that is far superior than any life on the earth. And you have this life. It's a life from heaven. You have this life in you. It is filled with hope. It is brimming with life. It is full of a confident expectation of good things to come. That life is in you because of Jesus. The same resurrection life is in you the same life that is in Jesus has been given to you. So, if you have that life, believe it. It's in your spirit. You walk and live in the spirit. That means by faith that life of God is in me. Is greater than this fear. Is greater than this pandemic. Is greater than any virus. The life of God is in me. The life of God is in me. Say that. Believe it. Confess it. Trust in the Lord. Parents, you need to be trusting in the Lord that the education of your children, even though it is difficult at times and you seem like you're suffering, in the long run, God's grace will make it up. You have to just trust In the grace of God. Students, you have to trust that God is going to make it up. His grace, you just believe in Him. He's going to do something in His favor, in His grace upon your life. So don't feel like you're going to lose the year. Don't feel like you're going to lose your future. No, you are not. His grace is sufficient for you. Business people, you may feel like you have to pay rent when there is no sale and you're losing. Yes, it's a difficult time. We understand the realities of the situation. But yet, the grace of God is superior than the reality. The grace of God can cover up in in supernatural, mysterious ways. So, trust in the grace of God. Trust in the grace of God. People who are sick, trust in the grace of God that brings healing. You have family members who are in hospital right now. Trust in the grace of God. What else can we do? Right? Hallelujah! When you don't know what to do, trust in the grace of God. Leaders, trust in the grace of God. You cannot make perfect decisions all the time. But if you will just do according to the integrity of your heart and leave the rest to God, God can intervene in a situation, intervene over the whole state, or intervene in every area that you cannot even think or cover by your decisions. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For he shall be like a tree. This man, the man who trusts you. Because you are the one who is going to trust in God from today. Come on, say this with me. I am that man who will trust in the Lord. I am that man who put his hope in the Lord. Say that with me right now. I shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Oh, if you see forests. Tropical forests. equatorial forests. The Amazon. Indonesia, Sri Lanka, parts of India, Malaysia. You see those teeming with life, forests, with trees going up to hundreds of feet in the air, are always near water sources, with lots of rain and near water banks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. "...shall be like a tree planted by the waters." That means you will grow tall, you will be stout, you will be strong, you'll be fruitful, which spreads out its roots by the river. God wants you to spread out your roots by the river. That means spread out your roots by the Holy Spirit... The presence of the Lord, spread out your roots. The roots is where the nutrients come from. That means let your food be the presence of God, the Spirit of God, the Word of God. These are the rivers of the Lord. The rivers of the Lord is His Word. Right now, as you are listening, your spirit man is feeding from the river of the Lord. Jesus said, if you are thirsty, come to me and drink out of your bellies of rivers of living water. How do I drink? Listen. If you will listen with all your heart, you're drinking. You're tasting the living waters that come from the Word right now. Hallelujah. Spread out your roots, your heart, your roots by the presence of God. Spend time in the presence of God. Spend time listening to the words of God. Spend time praying in the Holy Spirit because you are spreading your roots out by the river. Join us from Monday, 10 to 1. We are praying. We are having an amazing time. Hallelujah. This man, verse 8 says, will not fear when heat comes, will not fear when heat comes. But the other person, verse 5 and 6 says, the man who is cursed shall not see when good comes. But this man, the blessed man, will not fear when heat comes. What is heat? Heat is the time of difficulty, the fire. All around the world right now, the world is in heat. People's emotions are also in heat. So it's a difficult time. It's a drying time. It's a time of famine. But the man who trusts in the Lord, the Bible says, even when heat comes, he will not fear. He will not fear. Fear is something you need to guard your heart with because when you have fear, it leads to depression. And depression leads to mental issues, emotional issues. It begins with fear. It begins with guilt and condemnation. It all starts from sin. But Jesus died for our sin. Jesus has given us a gift of righteousness. His blood has cleansed us. So He has dealt with the issue of sin and guilt and condemnation and given us righteousness. But you have to believe in that. Trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Many Christians don't because they don't trust in Jesus. They trust in their own works. They trust in the prayers. They trust in the righteousness. And so they flip flop between peace and guilt, between fear and peace. Flip-flop, depending on their own works. But God wants you to be on one side constantly, the place of peace, which is coming only from the finished work of Jesus Christ. So when you stay conscious of Jesus, of His righteousness, of His gift, of forgiveness of our sins, we are in the place where we are trusting in Jesus and we will not fear. We will not allow fear to come in the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness we reign in life. We will not fear when heat comes. But when you allow fear to afflict you, when you allow fear to oppress you, I've gone through that. Repeated fear, constant fear over a period of time leads to depression, sleeplessness, leading to mental, emotional issues. It's long, long. It's over a period of time. So, The key to coming out of depression, the key to coming out of your fears is this trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord daily. Trust in His Word daily. Set your mind on Jesus daily. As simple as that. Many of you are going through depression. Many of you are going through panic attacks. Trust in the Word. Trust in the Word. Trust in Jesus. Trust in the cross, His finished work. He has redeemed you not only from sin, but also from fear. Just put those truths in your heart and your mind. Meditate on them day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Meditate. It is impossible to say, Pastor, I've been meditating and meditating and meditating. Nothing has been changing in my life. No, you have to decide to put your whole heart, soul and mind. And I tell you, when you do that, God will surely come through. Your breakthrough will surely come. You will surely enter into a place of peace. Hallelujah. Will not fear when heat comes. That means you can be in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of World War II, World War Three. You can be in the midst of crisis. And yet the Bible says the man who trusts in the Lord will not fear. Will not fear. If you trust in yourself, you will fear because you will look at yourself and you realize, I don't have everything to deal with the situation. I don't have the ability and the wisdom to come out through the situation. In fact, you know, you will find out after a while that you don't even have the financial resources to go through all the crisis and you will start fearing, fearing. But the man who trusts in the Lord has seen that the Lord is his treasure. The Lord is his provision. The Lord is his wallet. The Lord is his bank account. That means he can be in any situation, any place of the world, and he will still be in peace because, like Jesus, with five loaves and two fish, he can survive. God can multiply. it. He's always looking to the Lord. Trust is the key to overcoming your depression. Hallelujah. Its leaf will be green. In other words, you will be shining every day. When people are gloomy and depressed, you'll be smiling every day. You'll be having positive posts on your social media every day, smiling, shining. You see, when you go out and you see the trees, they're always green. The leaves are always there, put up like this, always shining, always beautiful to look at. That's how God wants you to be. The favor of God upon your life will always cause you to be happy. Hallelujah. Happy, joyful. That's the kingdom of God. Nothing in this earth can destroy the kingdom of God. Nothing has been invented that can be like a kryptonite to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in you. Be conscious of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit and be fruitful every day. Will not be anxious in the year of drought. Will not be anxious. We are in a year of drought. The whole year has been a drought. Political drought, economic drought, sports, entertainment drought. And a lot of people depend on all these stimuli to give them a hope for living. Some people, their only hope is EPL or IPL or Hollywood or Bollywood, whatever. They're living for these things. But when God begins to remove all these things, they're like in a famine. 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 And so they allow the anxiety to creep in. They allow the silence to creep in, causing them to be fearful, worried, depressed. But the one whose hope is in the Lord, his heart is full. His heart is like a football that is so filled with air that when you try to hit the football, your hand bounces. So when fear tries to come on your heart, which is like the basketball full with air, and when fear tries to come, it bounces off, it bounces off. The fear and anxiety cannot come in because you're full of God in your heart and mind, you're thinking about Jesus, you're thinking of His Word, the presence of God has filled your heart. You will not be anxious in the year of drought. Not be anxious, be in peace. Meaning what? I know the times are difficult. You can see with your eyes. You can hear with your ears. Yes, the whole world is going through labor pains. The whole world is going through difficulty and darkness. But the man who trusts in the Lord sees God sitting on the throne. He sees God enthroned above the floods. He sees the promises of God. He sees that the future is blessed. No matter what Satan may try to do to rake up darkness and confusion all over the world, God is still on the throne. He's seeing God and therefore he will not be anxious. Hallelujah. This is times for you to practice this. To teach you again and again what is faith. To go into the Word of God. To try to have all knowledge is not fruitful unless you will just do the simple basics. Trust in the Lord. Trust in His promises. Put His Word in your mind, in your brain, in your heart the whole day, in your mouth. And just keep on speaking it. God is teaching you, refining you in this furnace, in this crucible. And he's bringing gold out of you. He will do it. Your part is just to trust. Don't try to be gold. Just trust. He will produce it in your life. Don't try to be strong. Just trust. He will produce the strength. Hallelujah. Trust in him. He is great. He's an amazing savior. Hallelujah. 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 And will not cease from yielding fruit. That means even in times of famine, you will yield fruit. Hallelujah. That means even in these times, your life will not be a waste. Something good can come out of your life. Trust in the Lord to do that. I especially say to people in ministry, don't let the lockdown lock down your faith and your creativity. Keep on doing something to be fruitful. All those that have come, from, um, from outside, the thousands, 15, 17,000 that have come back from other states back to Nagaland. Don't feel like your life is a waste. If you trust in the Lord, the Bible says, He will make you fruitful. You will not cease from yielding fruit. You see, you have to pray and seek the Lord in such times for creativity, for innovation, for some things that you can be doing even right now so that God can bless it and you can begin to earn. Food, like I said last Sunday, is one of the best things. You can be cooking, delivering to people, you can start planning to grow stuff in your house. Some people may even have to take agriculture as an uh, occupation. After the lockdown is over, start beginning to do some things with your hands. Learning how to design web pages and all that. It is easy. You just have to go and get the tutorials online. Typing for people. Learning how to do media, video editing. All of that are areas where there is high demand right now. But if you trust in the Lord, He will show you those things to do. Amen. You see, your life, how it flows out, it does not depend on a job. It doesn't depend on the economy. You see, you are a citizen of heaven living on the earth. Yes, with your body, You are here subject to the physical conditions, but your spirit man is connected to heaven, the wisdom of God. And so it's like you are living in two realms at the same time, in heaven and also on the earth. So with your spirit man, you can be praying and worshiping and receive wisdom from God, receive inputs from heaven, receive heavenly software instructions so that as you listen to that, however humble, however stupid it may seem, the Bible says God He many times confounds the wisdom of the world through what seems foolishness of what seems foolishness. So some of the ideas you get, maybe humble, it may seem foolish, but if you'll obey it, the blessing of God is there. That means we listen to God. We get ideas from God. We listen to heaven, heavenly instructions and we receive that through the Spirit in a, in a man, in our heart. And as we bring that idea into the natural world, as we bring that idea into this natural realm, we will begin to live in the economy of heaven, not in the economy of this world, and will not be affected by what is happening in this world. Because we are hearing from heaven. And let me tell you this. The spirit realm is superior than the natural realm. Hallelujah. So, in conclusion, I want to tell you this. Put your trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in God. Blessed is the man. Is. That means your blessing is not waiting in heaven. Blessed is right now today. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Hallelujah. Come join with me in prayer right now. As we enter into a time of worship. I want you to join with me right now. In prayer. And I want you to say this prayer after me. We're going to just declare our trust in the Lord. Come on say this prayer. Every one of you say this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father. I choose today to stop trusting in my flesh. To stop trusting in my own wisdom, in my own intellect, in my own abilities. To stop trusting in what I can do to help myself, to save myself. To stop trusting in my own reasonings. To stop trusting in the arm of men, oh Lord. Forgive me, oh Lord. For trusting in the soul more than in your word. Forgive me, oh Lord. For depending on myself more than upon you, oh Lord. Hallelujah. I repent, oh Lord. And I ask that your spirit will begin to change my heart and my mind. And I choose to, from today, put my trust, my complete reliance, my dependence upon you, O Lord. Upon Jesus Christ, O Lord. Upon your word, O Lord of God. I trust in Jesus as my Savior. Say that. I trust in Jesus as my Lord. I trust in Jesus as my help. I trust in Jesus as my guide. And Lord, I trust in your word and in your promises. And I choose to dwell my thoughts, my meditation on your word. Father, I choose to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I will choose to do and obey where you lead me and how you guide me Thank You, O oh Lord of oh God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. If
1: you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9, eight that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com. And visit our website www.fadeharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 7005684533 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.